0: everyone and welcome to the English Like a Native podcast, the podcast that's designed to help you to improve your English. This first series, A Very British Life, will dive into the nitty gritty of life in the UK. My name is Anna and today I'm going to be talking about pets. Pets. We Brits are a nation of pet lovers, but what kinds of animals do we like to keep as pets? Well, in a previous episode, when I talked about gardening and gardens, I mentioned that many gardens in the UK might have a pond, and in that pond, we'll keep things like fish and perhaps even have some wildlife like frogs and newts and things. But we can also keep fish inside our houses as well. And I think a fish is an easy option for someone who perhaps is out of the house a lot. Maybe they have quite a demanding job. They don't have time to spend with any animals but would like to have something to keep them company. And so I think these types of people choose to have fish in their house. And I must admit, since having my little boy, Jacob, I've considered... Um, getting fish myself because for him it's quite a nice thing for him to look at. I know um, when he sees fish in different places in nursery or when we go to the sea life centre he absolutely loves watching them as well as watching the bubbles in the fish tank. But we decided against getting fish because as much as they are low maintenance... Like, you know, you don't have to take them out for a walk. They don't need cuddles or anything like that. They require very little food. Um, You do have to clean them out. And I think cleaning a fish tank is quite a big task. I remember as a child, my mum had a huge tank and we had these huge fish. Ones that started off very small but grew quite large And every time she would have to clean out the tank, she'd have problems with the fish trying to escape. (laughs) So she'd put them into smaller tanks while she emptied the big tank to clean it. And they would always like flip themselves out of these smaller tanks. Yeah, it was a bit of a nightmare, really. And so I'm just remembering the amount of effort that my mum had to make to clean those tanks and if you don't clean the tanks then well it doesn't look very nice does it and it's not good for the fish so I decided having fish was probably not a good idea for us anyway. Moving on another pet that we like to keep in the UK and this is particularly for children is a hamster or a guinea pig. So these furry little rodents, I think they are, make really great pets because you can pick them up and you can cuddle them. They run around and entertain the children but they don't need very much space. They usually have a, a cage or some sort of hutch. A hutch. You might keep them inside the house or perhaps make an outdoor area for them and We had hamsters as children. My brother, I remember, had a little hamster when he was about five years old. And it was just a solo hamster living alone in its little cage. And I remember one morning he came in raving he was like, oh, "I've seen, I've seen two hamsters. I woke up in the night and there was two hamsters in my cage." And we were like, "David, come on, <laughs> what are you talking about? There's just one hamster." And we went in and we had a look, and sure enough, there's just the one hamster. And he was insistent that he'd seen two hamsters in his cage. Well, a little while after this event, his hamster suddenly multiplied it basically had babies. And we were astonished. How on earth did this hamster who lived alone in a cage suddenly have babies? Anyway, we later found out that there was a little mouse living in our house. He wasn't a pet. He was an intruder, an intruding mouse. And he'd managed to get into the hamster cage because I don't know if you've seen a wild mouse, but they can flatten their bodies to an incredible depth. Like they can go so flat, it's unreal. So it managed to flatten its body enough to get between the bars of the cage, get into the cage with the hamster, mate with the hamster. Um, and this was a mouse. I'm talking about cross species here. We had a mouse mating with a hamster and and then this hamster gave birth to to what we named mausters little mausters unfortunately those poor mausters um well maybe unfortunately maybe fortunately for them who knows but one day i decided i was going to make them a little assault course so i i laid out my books and some objects to make a little run for them a little maze and while allowing them to run around this maze I'd made for them, I got distracted and I left the room. And when I came back, they'd all gone. One of the books had fell down and the the gauntlet was suddenly um, laid wide open and they could exit the gauntlet and and run away. And we never saw them again. We did, however, hear lots of scratching and scurrying through the night. So I know they were probably under the floorboards and getting into the... Um, inner walls, into all cavities. Yeah, that was um, that was the day my mum started going grey, I think, with the stress of what us kids were doing. So, hamsters and guinea pigs, very much um, a, a kiddie's pet, but I do know a lot of adults who have them as pets as well. They're quite cute little creatures. Now, the main kind of pet that you think of when you think of the UK is usually a cat or a dog and in some cases there's even this rivalry between cat owners and and dog owners. Um, You're either a cat lover or a dog lover and I guess because cats and dogs are so different. People talk about cats being very independent and having a bad attitude and doing what they want. People say that the cats own you. You don't own the cat. Whereas a dog is very loyal. Some people say a little bit stupid and they'll do everything you ask them to. So they're very, very different in general. Obviously, this is a generalization and each individual um, animal will have their own particular traits, their own personality. Um, but there definitely is this rivalry between cat lovers and dog lovers. Now, personally, I am a cat lover and a dog lover. I love both, um, in, in equal measure because they're, they're both so wonderful in their own way. So let's talk about cats first. Cats really are lovely creatures, particularly when they're affectionate. It's so sweet to have a cat come up, sit themselves on your lap, curl up and purr. <sighs> I can't do a purr sound. <laughs> um, and obviously, that purr is there to tell you that they are content, they are happy. And I had cats all the time growing up. I remember when I was a little girl, we had a cat called Mad Max. We called him Max because he had like an M shape in his in the in the pattern of his fur. There was like an M on his forehead. And We called him Mad, Mad Max, because he was a really scatty cat. He was always climbing up the walls and running around, always a bit mental, a bit chaotic. And he had this particular trick where he would climb up to the top of the bathroom door and sit there in the middle of the night, just sit on the, perched on the top of the bathroom door. And so, if you were unlucky enough to need to go to the bathroom in the middle of the night, a night when Mad Max had perched on the top of the door, <laughs> what he would do was wait until you just stepped into the bathroom and he would pounce on your head. It really, um, it really was not the kind of surprise you want when you're half asleep in the middle of the night So that was Mad Max. And as an adult, I've owned a couple of cats myself. I had a couple of kittens a few years ago, maybe four years ago now, and um, I rescued them. Unfortunately, both of them had terrible problems and um, I lost them when they were just over a year old. So one of them died from pneumonia. Uh, He had a, a breathing problem from the very beginning. And the other one actually just didn't come home one day. I don't know what happened. I hope that he found another home and um, still lives now, happily looked after by somebody. But my guess is that he possibly got eaten by a bigger animal or got hit by a car. We searched for him for weeks and weeks and weeks, but we found nothing it was such a shame. And this is the downside of being a pet owner, isn't it? It's the having to deal with the loss when you get so close to your little companion to have to then deal with grieving for their loss. It's it's quite sad. But during the time of having these kittens, I really did enjoy the responsibility. I I definitely felt like a mum. I remember actually even understanding the differences in their in their meows, in their cries, I could tell from the tone of their cry what they wanted, whether it was them stood at the back door crying to be let out or whether they were crying for food. And I always knew instantly if they'd brought an animal into the house. So obviously the cats are um, notorious for hunting, for catching mice and and little voles, sometimes birds. And if they love you very much, they tend to want to bring those animals home as a present for you. And my kittens did this a lot, literally every day, if not a couple of times a day. And they would bring them in alive. And so they'd bring them in and I'd hear them cry. And there was a certain tone to the cry. And I just knew they had an animal in their mouth. And I'd run out and sure enough, they dropped it and then <laughs> it would be a mad chase to try and catch catch this poor little frightened animal and, and put it safely back out of the house before the cat got it again. Because obviously the more the cat chases and grabs the little animal, the more likely it is to damage it um, in a terrible way. So I did manage to save most of them. Unfortunately, there were a couple that had fatal injuries. Um, and that's that's one of the downsides of having a cat is they are killers. They are brutal. On the other hand, dogs mostly um, don't do that. <laughs> but obviously dogs need a lot more attention in regards to exercise. They need walking a couple of times a day and dogs in the uk are known as man's best friend that's a phrase you'll hear when when we talk about dogs man's best friend a dog is a man's best friend and this is often because they're very loyal and they're very loving animals they'll love you no matter what in most cases even if you don't treat them very well a dog will be very very loving and loyal Of course, in this country, we have very strict um, standards and rules when it comes to animal welfare. And so if somebody is seen to be mistreating an animal in any way, then they um, will be reported and we have companies and organisations that um, can come around and you could even end up going to prison and um, facing criminal charges for mistreating animals. I would say that most of the animals in the UK are treated with great respect and love. Now, I was brought up surrounded by dogs. My grandma was um, a dog trainer and breeder. She also used to attend a competition for dogs, a very famous competition, which is called the Crufts Dog Show. And she would often win rosettes, which are like little... Um, badges that you pin to yourself um, with all frilly ribbons on, or a rosette, and they are awarded to you uh, when you come first, second, or third. Um, and she won many rosettes. I even won one rosette when I was—I must have been about five years old—and I attended the Crofts Dog Show with my grandma and my mum, and. I was given one of my grandma's biggest dogs. Now, my grandma worked primarily with Rottweilers. These are big dogs, and often they have a bad reputation. People see them as quite violent dogs. They're not at all. It it really does depend on their breeding and how they've been brought up and handled. Um, They're very protective dogs. They're very loving. Um, they're, They're just wonderful. They're wonderful work dogs as well, very strong now I had this huge Rottweiler called Sheer Khan. He was much bigger than me and he was very obedient. I was 5 years old, little girl, and my grandma put me into the youngest dog handler category. So I had to walk this huge dog around and I'd um turn around to him and say, "Um, sit, Sheer Khan, sit." I say she can heal, <laughs> she can walk, and I'd get him to do all the things that that they needed you to do with the dog, and he did exactly what he was told. He was fantastic, and we won, which was brilliant. <laughs> and so, as this tiny little girl surrounded by these huge, big, strong dogs, I, of course, grew up with no fear of big dogs and always thought that um, as I became an adult I would have my own dog. I haven't got to that point yet. Um, I think having children is the first step and then introducing dogs at a point where the children can really enjoy them is the next step. So I'm sure we'll get a dog in the years to come. They're definitely wonderful company and a great excuse to get you out exercising on a daily basis. Now, some of the pets I haven't mentioned, but that many households do have um, are birds. We tend to have um budgies and parrots as the main bird pets in the UK. So budgies are very small, quite colourful little animals. They're either green or yellow in colour, or people will have parrots. And obviously, a parrot um, can talk. And so I do have a friend who has a parrot that she inherited from her mum after her mum passed away. And she said there's there was one thing that the parrot would do that was both wonderful and very upsetting at the same time. And the parrot would mimic... My friend's mum. So when my friend's mum passed away and my friend got the parrot, the parrot then would continue on occasion to say things in exactly the same tone and intonation as, as her mum had said. And so it reminded her so clearly of her mum's voice and the things her mum would say that it was a really nice reminder, but also you know, quite upsetting. And so that's birds. Now, some people like to keep chinchillas. I had a couple of chinchillas, uh, for a short period back in 2008, I think it was when I first bought them. Um, Vic and Bob, (laughs) they were very beautiful. Chinchillas have incredible fur and these big bushy tails, really, really beautiful animals. And they, they bathe in sand which is amazing. The one thing I didn't know about chinchillas is that they are nocturnal. And I had these chinchillas in my bedroom um, because I I lived in a shared house. And so really I only had one room for myself. And so I had to keep my pets in my room. And on the first night when they awoke and just started running around and squeaking all night, I was like, oh my God, what have I done? What have I done? I didn't realize they were going to be this noisy. But over time, I got used to the late night disturbances. Now, some people also like to keep rats as pets or mice as pets. And some people even keep reptiles and snakes. My mum at the moment has um, a lizard called a bearded dragon. And they've called it Elvis. (laughs) Um, They're really interesting to look at. And they tend to get him out for a bit of a cuddle. I don't see lizards being very cuddly. Um, but you know, everybody's different and enjoys something different. So each to their own, as they say. Anyway, that brings us to the end of this discussion on pets. I'd love to know what pets you have or what pets you hope to have in the future. If you're interested in improving your English and working on your pronunciation, then why not check out my courses on www.englishlikeanative.co.uk. Until next time, take care and goodbye.